You're listening to the Sewing and Growing podcast and radio show with Jay and Jay. Hey, everybody. Before we start today's podcast episode, I wanted to apologize. We had a few issues with the audio, so it kind of sounds like the mic is from farther away, which it kind of is. It's a just your one standard room microphone, so we apologize for that. And we're like hitting the table a lot. So it's picking all of that stuff up. So I'm, I'm really sorry. Um, we'll get it fixed. And we'll try not to hit the table that much going on in the future, regardless of what microphone we have. But we'll make sure to get all of the audio resolved moving forward. Thank you for listening. Now let's enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. I'm glad to be with you. And I can speak on behalf of my co-host. You're glad to be with them too, right? You're speaking on my behalf. And oh, I'm going to speak on behalf. You got to say, yes, I, he is. Yes. You're speaking on my behalf. Oh. Don't ask me the question. But you're speaking on my behalf. I feel like you knew what I, you knew my thoughts, which were obvious that you're glad to be with I your audience. I perceived your thoughts. From that's, it's like Jesus. Yep. And Jesus prayed, we're praying, and that's yep. why we're doing this mini-series. This is the last lesson. I don't even want to call it a lesson. Last talk, less round table, because we're literally at a round yep. table There's right only two now. people at this round table. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm involving the listener. Do they have an opportunity to say anything? No. But their <laughs> input is invalid. Not because it's not good. I just can't. Actually, we would hear love it. some input, wouldn't we? Yeah, please. It's great. I'm shout not going to beg. Shout but. out to Joe Delia, Eileen Martin. I'm always tossing shout outs whenever they shout out to me what they're getting yeah. out of this podcast. Uh, we appreciate it. We're going to give an action step. If you know who I am and know where to find me and you've listened to this week's podcast, find me in person and tell me something you learned. Do it! Pressurized. <laughs> but this is the last mini lesson on prayer. And a few years back, we were just talking about this. Pastor Mark taught a series to start off the year called Pray First. Yes. And I was saying I was thankful for a co-worker named Todd Manzanares, a good friend of mine. And I'm thankful because a few weeks back, he bought me a filet fish meal from McDonald's. Very few people <laughs> can enjoy a filet fish together. Very few people even order filet fish. I looked it up, and it was ranked one of the worst meals of all fast food chains. And I disagree. I thoroughly enjoyed the filet fish, and we were eating one. But Todd is a man. Todd Manzanares is the man who sticks with what he learns, and he actually lives what he learns. And there will be times where we're just struggling to get the day off right with the maintenance team. And he says, pray first. And I hope, no matter how great... Your year has started off that you're praying first. And we've talked about the Lord's Prayer. We've talked about private prayer. And a lot of those are based off of our needs. Well, let's talk about praying for other people. I want to talk about the prayer of intercession. And actually, this is going to be based off of the syllabus for prayer school. I had the opportunity of teaching on the prayer of intercession. And that was really fun. It was great. I love to teach the Word of God. It was a great student class this year. Really fun. But I'll be honest, I'm not an intercessor. There are some people that are intercessors. When I think of an intercessor, I think of Donna Tassler. Mm. She's an intercessor. I'm sure Pastor Jonathan has people who think of, I'm sure you may or may not have somebody that you think of. But normally intercession's really demonstrative. It's very loud. It's strong. It's passionate. It's heated. There may be tears. 
wow, I'm not always that way. But the cool thing is, is the prayer of intercession is a biblical prayer and there's many different types of prayer. So we don't want to miss the forest for the trees. We don't want to get lost in all the different types of prayer, but we're encouraged by the Apostle Paul to pray with all types of prayer or all different kinds of prayer. And what you're not aware of, you can't access. Do you want to go to deeper levels with God? Well, sure, you can start off by just having a conversation with God. But there's different types of prayer. There's different types of conversations we can have with God. And if we're not aware of them, we can't access them. And the greater access that we have to him, the more he can be real to us and those around us. So what is the difference? I agree with everything. Awesome. Not everything. We're everything off to a great start. Said. We're off to a great start. I don't start. agree on filet fish Oh, okay. Well, very few people do. But you and me, Todd, uh, there's the prayer of faith. There's the prayer of consecration. There's the prayer of praise and worship and thanksgiving. There's the prayer of supplication. There's different types of prayer. And the best prayer to pray is the one that the Holy Spirit leads you to pray. And again, whenever we pray, the Holy Spirit's present. Often we look at spirit-led prayer as praying in tongues, which is great. It's a different type of prayer. But you can pray a spirit-led prayer in English. And as we spend time with him privately, he's going to lead us to pray different types of prayer. So let's talk about the prayer of intercession. The first really look at it we have is in Job chapter 9. And I'm going to paraphrase it. But Job really cries out for, is there anyone? God's not a man. Is there any man who can stand between us? Which Job is actually the oldest book of the Bible. Genesis isn't. Job is. And it's mysterious. And there's a lot of stuff that we don't know about. That's okay. But it's interesting. Let's look at the Hebrew word for intercede or intercession. It's the word paga, and it means to come betwixt, Ooh. to fall upon, cause to entreat, make intercession, light upon, meet together. Mm. It's about coming between. And a lot of times we look at that type of terminology, bridging yep. in intercession, taking one person item thing and then another person item desire and then having a connection between the two that's what intercession is but as we move into the new testament we know that the old testament is written in hebrew new testament is written in greek which is really cool it's a picture of what the enemy meant for evil god turning it for good alexander the great swept through the known world a few hundred years before jesus came across and what did that help it helped the expansion of a language that could be written, understood, and give language to what Jesus was going to do on the earth. Enemy did something powerful. God did something even greater. He gave us his word. But this is the Greek word in Greek <laughs> for intercede. And I can hardly say it. It's Hooper and Tulchano. Hooper and Tulchano. Well, I'm Italian. I'm Picinati. It's going to come across. It's Greek to me, man. Uh, but Hooper, to, to, you try it. I'm going to hand in the paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to point. See if, let's see his stab at it. Right there. Say it without uh, sounding Italian. Hooper into Jano. Sound more like You text. decide which one was better. Hooper okay, everybody. Jano. That was fun. But look at the description. It's different than the Old Testament. It says this. It means over, beyond, across, for the sake of, instead, superior to, exceedingly abundant. Isn't that way different than the Old Testament version? Why is there a difference? I'll tell you why I think there's a difference. Because Jesus 
is the real intercessor. The Bible even says in the New Testament that there is one mediator between God and man, the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the one who is over and beyond. He's across. He's instead of. He's superior to. He's exceedingly abundant. Jesus fills that spot. Will you look up this uh, scripture? Sure. 1 John 2, 1. This was a connection I had never made. And this is, I don't want to fill you with a bunch of knowledge. I want you to maybe make a connection. Come on, bridge. Intercession. Bridge. We're going to make this. Not talking about the card game, nor, nor Rami. Bridge. First John, John 2, 1. 1 John 2, 1. Let's just do the New King James. We're a New King okay. James church here. You want me to read it? Let's read it. How, how many script? How many how many verses am I reading? Just one. My Two little one. children, these things I write to you, so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have a uh oh ding ding advocate with the Father Jesus Christ, the righteous. I like that. Now I'm not going to ask this question because you may or may not know, but the word advocate is not the same Greek word we both butchered in an Italian accent. That Greek word is the word parakletos, which sounds much more yeah. Greek than Italian, yes, the way I just is. said that. So I wasn't able to do the last word in a Greek accent. Well, I think Greek and Italian accents probably sound fairly similar because the Italians, the well, Romans, can pretty much copy over the Greeks. But that's true. Sorry. No, hey, no but, shade on me. Hey, you drive a Toyota, and the Japanese do the same thing. They do. So we're just going to end that it's conversation perfect. and carry on. <laughs> uh, my point being is that word parakletos we normally don't attribute to Jesus. But that verse you just read was all about Jesus. Mm -hmm. Now, Jesus is the intercessor, but he's also the advocate. So this is my thought. What Jesus does in heaven, he demonstrates through us on the earth yep. through the power of the Holy Spirit. Yep. So often we go, okay, well, if Jesus is the only mediator, then why am I praying the prayer of intercession? Because we have a physical body. Jesus does not have a physical body he's walking on this earth with. We do. Well, does Jesus have a mouth? In a way, he does. When Pastor Jonathan and I actually use the word of God on this podcast, God is getting his plan through. So Jesus is the advocate in heaven, but the Holy Spirit is the advocate on this earth. And how is he going to advocate for the desire that he has on this earth? Through you and me, often praying the prayer of intercession. Amen. And I just thought that was a really cool connection that what Jesus is doing in the throne room in heaven, we're doing on this earth. Uh, when we think of Old Testament examples of intercession, I like to think of maybe my favorite character of the Bible other than Jesus. Who's your favorite character other than Jesus? Probably David. David, I go David a lot, but I also go Moses. I go David. I, I like Moses, though. Moses is wildly awesome. I like Moses. And sometimes these stories are tough to read. And I want this to be a brief podcast. So I encourage you to do some of the deeper reading on your own. But in Numbers 14 and also in Deuteronomy, uh, Moses, no, in Exodus, sorry, Exodus 32 and Numbers 14, there's the story of where God wants to wipe the, the people of the Hebrew people off the face of the earth because they're unfaithful, they're stiff-necked. And sometimes you read it and you go, whoa, God seems a little moody. Is that fair to say? I'm not saying he yeah. is. I'm just saying you can read it and you have those thoughts. Yeah. 
Is that the proper way to probably look at that story? No. I think the proper and beneficial way to look at that story is, wow, what a relationship Moses had with God. That God feels comfortable enough to vent with Moses. That's amazing. And then Moses' humility, because God in that conversation is very frustrated with the Hebrew people. But he is not frustrated with Moses, and he actually wants to lift Moses up. He says, I'm going to wipe these people off, and I'm going to get you a new people, and they're going to be much better than this people, (laughs) and you'll be greater, and these people will be greater, and I'm going to be happier, and you're going to be happier. And if it was me, I'd probably be like, okay, let's get this thing going. It's like a GM telling the coach, I'm going to get you a whole new team of all-stars. Exactly. And the coach is like, no, we can work with this one. No, I want to keep these people. That's amazing. (laughs) That's exactly, and God... And it's interesting when you read that story. Let's look. I'm going to have you get which back one? on the bottom. Sorry, which one am I doing? Uh, let's look at Exodus 32 and 7 through 14. And I want you to, we're just going to jump in. I'm going to guess. Let's start at verse 10. I don't know. What does what verse 10 start with? And I'll tell you if we need to go All back right. or forward. Verse 10. Now, therefore, let me alone. This is God. my to- wrath may Ooh. burn hot against them. And I may consume them. Now keep going. I will make of you a great nation. Then Moses pleaded with the Lord, his God, and said, Lord, why does your wrath burn hot against your people, whom you have brought out of the land of Egypt with great power and with a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians speak and say he brought them out to harm them, to kill them in the mountains and to consume them? I think, am I reading too much? No, keep going, keep going. From the face of the earth, turn from your fierce wrath and relent from this harm to your people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, or Jacob, right? Your servants to whom you swore by your own self. That's good. He said swore. Keep going. And said to them. Ah, and said. Keep going. Swore and said, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven. And all this land that I have spoken of, I will give to your descendants and they shall inherit it forever. And then the next verse, what has happened? What happens? What happens? So the Lord relented from the okay. harm that, which that's good. he said he would do to his people. So God's on this, I don't want to say rant. How do I say this without dishonoring what God was probably doing? God is heated. God's heated. <laughs> he loses the heat yeah. after Moses said, you swore and you said this. The moment God hears Moses right. say God's word, he cools down. Right. He and this happens, his word. this happens another time. Uh, in Numbers, the other story, it's the same exact thing. God's way heated. He's saying these things. And Moses said, hey, 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 you said this. And then God calms down. He, didn't say, he said, put me in remembrance of my word. Isaiah 43, 26. Put me in remembrance. Let's okay. contend together. What are we contending over? We're contending over the word. Now, I've learned this, and it's, this is even in the notes, that whenever you're in, interceding for somebody, your basis is the word of God and the blood of Jesus. Which is just Jesus. The word is Jesus and the blood is Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is the sacrifice and he's the intercessor. And in heaven, that's what's going on. Jesus in the court of heaven goes, here's my blood. These people receive my blood. So if what's happening in heaven should be happening through us on the earth, we should be sticking with the word and the blood. Now let's talk about identification. Often people who intercede can feel the things that the people that they're praying for are going through. And I think that's through the power of the Holy Spirit. I compare that to the gifts of the Spirit. Maybe you've experienced this. I know Pastor Mark has. Pastor Mark stands at the front of the sanctuary and he calls things out you hear. Is there somebody who has pain in their left hip? 
If you were to ask him how a lot of that comes across, he's experiencing mm-hmm. pain in his left hip. Yep. Why does the Holy Spirit do that? Just to make Pastor Mark feel more compassionate on those who have pain in their left hips? No. It's not a stigmata kind of thing. Some people get, they say in Catholic belief, they'll actually get the marks of Jesus, which neither here nor there. It's not about that podcast. Uh, but it's identification with that person so that you can intercede on their behalf. That happens with the gifts of the Spirit, but it can also happen through prayer of intercession. You may feel sad. You may feel that pain. And if you're not aware of why that's happening, you may get really down. I'll tell you personally where I've experienced this. Altar calls. When I was young, I knew I had prayed the prayer. I knew I had entered into a relationship with God. I'd have a relationship with God. But during altar calls, I would feel like, oh my goodness, I'm lost. Why do I need to be up there? And I remember someone told me, you're experiencing that because there's people in this room. Now you should pray for them. So now when I feel that, a lot of times I pray in tongues. Because when you don't know exactly what's going on, you pray in the power of the Holy Spirit through praying in tongues. And you pray out the perfect will of God for the saints or for those who are about to be saints. And that's exactly what I pray at. When I start feeling that identification, I intercede and I say, Holy Spirit, only you can draw people to Jesus. You know what? I've had times where I've been like, I feel led to give up an altar call. This is what the minister is saying. And they're praying. They're like, there's someone there. And I start feeling that. And I start praying. And then I see that hand. Yeah. Maybe we just interceded for that person to get into the kingdom. That's identification. And we'll turn to one more scripture. Hopefully this is just gotcha. a little, little sprinkling, a little dusting to encourage you. But Galatians 4.19 This is Paul identifying as an intercessor. Galatians 4.19. This is something you can pray over your own life to really gain the heart of an intercessor. My little children for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you. I would like to be present with you now and to change my tone for I have doubts about you. Labor as in birth. Bold statement, Paul. I don't know in this climate... If you could say, this is like giving birth. I think First women, of all, he's a guy. Women would just be <laughs> like, uh-uh, you don't know, Paul. But if you've seen somebody who's given to intercession, who's really praying. I know times, we've talked about Donna Tesler, but Donna Tesler, your mom, and they start going, yeah. I get uncomfortable. Me too. Have you ever, if you're not in the spirit, like, uh, whatever so, happens here call an might need to happen privately because I'm getting uncomfortable. But it's intense. It's bringing forth. It's bringing forth until you get that note of victory. Now, if you're not operating in that frequently, that's okay. You can't make intercession happen. It's as the Holy Spirit wills. But I've noticed this. When I see people who in the presence of God can laugh or cry, God's encouraged me. You don't have to fake it, but have you ever asked me to be able to operate in that expression? And when I do ask for it, when the Lord wills, I'll laugh or cry. So don't write it off because you haven't experienced it. Maybe ask God, if this is for me, I want to walk in it. Yeah. And God will move through you in that way. Two more scriptures because I believe... Wait, is one of them going to be Ephesians 6? All praying pray. for the saints? You could say no. No, that, that wasn't where I was going. Oh, no. I was going to actually look at Moses' heart that led him to be an intercessor and Paul's heart that led him to be an intercessor. I know we just yeah. looked at that. But look up... Again, you're my scripture man right now. I don't have these printed off, but it's great that you're here. Let's look at Exodus 32, verse 32. Bold statement from Moses. Bold statement from Moses. And then after that, 
you may or may not remember this reference, but I'm going to say it. You're going to look at Romans 9.3. There's only 31 chapters in Exodus. Are you sure that's right? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Sorry. That, I don't know why I led you down that path. I'm going to intercede for you at some point, so that behavior leaves your character. 32.32. Set hike. You ready? Yeah. Yet now, if you will forgive their sin, but if not, I pray, blot me out of your book. So this is Moses in one of those times where he's defending and he's praying to God. He's communing with God about the Israeli people. He said, hey, forgive their sin. But if you don't, hey, for me, get me out of your book. Whoa. Now, remember he's that. trying to be the lamb. Chew on that. Just chew on that. Chew on that. Again, I don't even think that's how that works, Moses. It doesn't. But the heart that's attached there. Is he saying like, I'll take their punishment. You keep them and I'll die. He's being chew a on man. it. I'm not man. providing any answers. He's I'm just being asking. I am in the thicket. <laughs> I'm just asking you to chew on it. You keep trying to insert words here where I don't know if they need to be. <laughs> I want them to chew on it while you go to hey, Romans nine three. Think about it. Romans nine three. Yeah, think, think about, about it. it. Romans nine three. And see if you can see the similar parallel with Moses's heart and Paul's heart. Romans nine is a tough chapter. Read that one all in context. We've been debating it for a long Years. time. But Paul's process was he was a Hebrew of Hebrews. He was trained by the best. He was passionate about being a Pharisee. And he realized that even though God's chosen people brought forth Jesus, they weren't receiving Jesus. That's kind of some of the context. Now look at verse 3. Can I start in 1? If you feel like it'll be edifying, go for it. I tell the truth in Christ. It's like, I swear to God. That's what he said. I am not lying. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and continual grief in my heart. Verse 3. For I could wish that I myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my countrymen, according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom pertain the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the service of God, and the promises. You want me to keep reading? Just verse of three. whom? Oh, I'm already done with verse 3. Yeah. But yeah, he's basically saying, I wish I was a curse so you guys could get if it. If it worked that way, where yeah. if it I would be accursed, that, that would be as if Pastor Jonathan didn't have a relationship with God and I wanted him so much to have a relationship with God that I would go to hell for eternity so that you could have... I'm not there, man. I'm sorry. I used to pray like that sometimes. But Then you're an intercessor. Well, but Paul obviously knows that's not the case, but I'm like, God, like, if I, I have to be sick so that I can be healed, like, just do it for one year. I used to say something. Which obviously is a lack of knowledge. Right. <laughs> if if you're learning things from prayer, that's not the type of prayer that you should pray. What I'm trying to take out of it is the amazing heart. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing heart. Yeah. And how do you get that? How do I get that heart? Well, I think part of how you get that heart is you start interceding. Yeah. You gain that heart as you enter into the heart of intercession. Yeah. And it grows. And I know we're past Christmas, and this ain't gospel, but you can get Grinch. Your heart can grow. As you get into the prayer closet and you intercede for people. You know, people say, you got to stick with it. You got to stick with it. Like, you pray with it to victory. And I feel like people get religious about that. Like, I'm sorry I can't go to <laughs> the high school football game on Friday because I have three hours blocked to intercede for Jimmy. I don't <laughs> think that's what sticking with it means. I think what it means is when you think about Jimmy, you quote the word that was spoken and you plead the blood that was shed over Jimmy. And then... If it three minutes later you think about Jimmy, you quote the word that was given to you, and 
you plead the blood over Jimmy and you stick with it for as long as it takes until you get that victory. Yeah, and the, and the reason why I mentioned Ephesians 6 is he's talking about praying for the saints in Christ. You know, in the simple definition of intercedence is praying on behalf. So at any time you think of a fellow brother or sister in Christ, you lift them up in prayer. You intercede on their behalf. And you declare and you speak the word over them. That's another form of intercession because I think intercession can be very intimidating, especially when you see veterans in it doing it. Like you said, it makes you a little uncomfortable. But if you don't know where to start, start with this. If you think of somebody... Instead of just being like, huh, I wonder why I thought about them, lift them up in prayer. That's a great introductory form of intercession. And that's where we just wanted to leave you, in introduction. Learn as you go. Just start. Find somebody, find a promise, plead the blood over them, keep moving forward. And now you're not just praying for your needs, you're praying for others' needs. And he who who waters will be watered himself. So you're looking for prayer answers? Start praying for somebody else to walk in the things you want. And you may just start walking in them. Right. That's good stuff, man. All right. Wisdom of the day? Um, Solve that, shake it out, pour it out, and something there's good? <laughs> yes. Okay. All the above. You know, my wisdom of the day is this. This was the revelation to me because a lot of people will start interceding and they actually try to take the place of Jesus. And they love to be needed. And, ah, oh, oh, I need to do this. But we don't want to step in and go, hey, Jesus, I'm going to take this one. Uh, let me step in. Let go so I can grab a hold of them. That's not what we want to do. But what Jesus is doing in heaven, he needs a physical body to operate on this earth. So what Jesus does in heaven as the real intercessor has its outflow through the Holy Spirit in you and me praying the prayer of intercession. And that's the connection. It's not that Jesus can't get the job done. No, it's that he's getting the job done in heaven. And Going back to the Lord's Prayer, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that happens as we yield to the Holy Spirit's will to intercede through us. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think we talked about the bridge, the bridge analogy. You know, the bridge is us connecting two things together. That's indeed. (laughs) If you didn't know what a bridge was, that's what it is. I also thought of like a drawbridge, like on a castle. Because that the bridge is already connected to the castle, but it's lowered so people can enter the castle. So Jesus is the only mediator. A lot of times people use that as like you can't be an intercessor, but it's talking about the only way to the Father. But we, because He has to enact His will on earth through willing vessels, so people who intercede. So it's really like we are letting by interceding, we're letting on that bridge so people can come. And I was also thinking about, you know, it talks about praying on another's behalf or someone who's not even able. So you think about people who aren't right. in the kingdom of God yet. And we think about the righteous prayer or the prayer, uh, the prayer of a righteous person makes much power available. Saying your intercession starts the process of that person being able to come into fellowship with Jesus. Absolutely. Super important. So, yeah, I mean, don't think of yourself as... Jesus, but you are an intercessor here on this earth to bring people to Jesus. And what does Jesus do? Bring them to the Father. Exactly. What's up? Thanks. Thanks for letting me look up some scriptures. That was fun. That worked pretty well. That was kind of a guinea pig trial of that. I can be your scripture guy next time. I can be I can be your helpful bear. Helpful bear. All right. We're done. We're done. Well, we're gonna pray. We didn't pray first. That's funny. I started off talking about praying first, and we never even prayed to start this podcast off. 
Nor do we normally. Maybe that's what we need to do in 2024 is an intro for Regardless, then, yeah. we're going to pray out this podcast. We're going to pray first into the rest of your day or your night. Maybe you're listening to us before you go to bed. Maybe you wake up at 12.01 because you know the podcast drops at 12 a.m. I don't crazy. have faith for that. Me neither. Nor do I feel like I need to. But let's pray. <laughs> Father God, I thank you so much that, to be honest, we're here because somebody else interceded for us. Whether we're here in salvation, which is probably true, or the things that we're walking in in the fullness of salvation or on the way to fullness of salvation. So Lord, what others have done for us, help us to operate by your desire. And that is to pray for others that they would experience what we're experiencing, Lord. So we, we know your will. Your will is that all men are saved, that none should perish, but all should come to eternal life. And for those and their household, Lord, we, we believe for the best for those. We lift them up to you, Lord. And I thank you that we would intercede more. We would expand our heart. We'd expand our pegs. And we would bring more into the kingdom this year through our example and through our prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining in. And we are trusting, believing, praying, and exceeding that you are going to have an awesome 2024. Thanks for sticking with us for two years of the Southern Dragon Podcast. Enjoy.